Hey everyone, welcome back to the Google Workspacers podcast, where we tell stories of Google Workspace transformation. I'm your host, Christian Newman, CEO of Rise Digital, and every week I'm joined by a business owner or technology leader who's making people, teams, and organizations more productive with Google Workspace. Joining me today is Aiden Merzai. Aiden is CEO and co-founder of Fellow.app, founder of Fluidware, which was acquired by SurveyMonkey, and director at Fresh Founders. He's also the host of the Supermanagers podcast, where he interviews leaders from all walks of life to tease out the habits that help them be extraordinary at the fine craft of management. Aiden, I know there's so much more to your story, so take a moment, tell us a little more, including something that maybe most people don't know about you. Yeah, well, first of all, excited to to be on on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I think like my my story is. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of the different things that I've been involved in, but you know, I think you know at a high level, I have spent most of my life uh, being an entrepreneur, and uh, that started as a very, at a very young age for me. I think like at age thirteen or so. My brother and I were starting businesses. At first, maybe we started by shoveling snow. Uh, it, I actually grew up in New York City, which is interesting. Uh, New York City does have snow, obviously not as much as, as some other places. But you know, started doing that, and then starting to build websites for people, and then uh, even doing things like uh, building a search engine to compete with Yahoo, which at the time was the uh, prominent search engine. But all that to say is, you know, I, I've just been in, in obsessed with this concept of starting businesses since the beginning of time. And it's kind of like the thing that I do and, and the thing that I'm most passionate about. Um, obviously, every every company I try to make better than the last and do some, you know, more fun things or or have it have more impact than the last one did in, in some way. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of been the, the journey for me from from a very young age. So I can attest to the fact that there is a lot more snow in Ottawa, Ontario than there is in New York City because I've been to both places in the winter and uh, there's really no comparison. But I want to learn a little bit more about Fellow. So tell us a little bit about what Fellow is. Yeah, so we call Fellow a meeting productivity and team management product. So at its core, Fellow helps you have more effective meetings uh, so everything from, you know, one-on-one meetings to team meetings to retrospectives, brainstorms, all hands, you know, any type of meeting that you have. Uh, Fellow is a tool through which you can build collaborative agendas, track action items, track decisions, get the history of all those things uh, all in one place. Uh, so it's a, you know, it's a, it's a problem that has existed since the beginning of time. That's, that's what people tend to complain about. Uh, most people will complain about their meetings. Most people will talk about how they're a waste of time. Most people will say things like, oh, I'm done with all my meetings and now I can do some real work. And that's just like the perception that meetings ha- have today and have had for a very long time, since the beginning of time, I would say. And you might wonder that a problem so big, a problem that every organization or every organized group of people in the world has had since the beginning of time when we did start meeting, like why hasn't this problem 
been solved before. Um, we, we, there's also the internet is littered with studies of how billions are lost in productivity and, you know, all the different things around, around this meeting use case. And so uh, our belief is that in order to solve this problem, you actually need to use technology. And up until, you know, more and more people, uh, started to work from home or started to use, uh, you know, meeting video platforms, uh, like Google meet, uh, for their meetings, up until that time, it was actually not a guarantee that everybody would use technology for all their meetings. But now that you're actually using technology for every meeting that you have, there's an opportunity to solve this problem, and that's where Fellow comes in. Yeah, and you know, when I first discovered Fellow, I thought I had mastered my meetings because, of course, I used Google Workspace, or at the time, G Suite to uh, find ways to leverage that technology to make my meetings better, right? Some of the very same things that you mentioned, like scheduling it in the first place, meeting over video, organizing agendas and action items and things like that. But when I discovered Fellow, I was truly inspired by how you really just take things to the next level. And I discovered through working with you and your team shortly after that, that indeed, Fellow does use Google Workspace as well. Is that something that you used right from the beginning of Fellow, or is that something that you implemented along the way? Yeah, so we're like we've been, uh, I, you know, Google Workspace users uh, from 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 the from the beginning, and uh, you know, prior to that, when it was G Suite, we used it at my uh, my last company as well, and the one before that. I mean, we've been you know using uh, using it for. Basically, all the company, like ever since it was created. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely huge fans. And that's one of the things that Fellow also does. Fellow, the product, integrates with uh, Google Calendar. And so the idea is that you get all of your Google Calendar meetings inside of Fellow. And when you click on those meetings in Fellow, it just generates this collaborative agenda that everybody in the meeting can can collaborate on, take notes on, you know, record action items and decisions on, and and see the history of uh, all the meetings in one place. Yeah, I think it's super cool how, especially recently, your team has been making great strides to extend Fellow and make it better integrated with things like Google Calendar and Google Meet and you know even some of the other platforms that are out there. And I think that's really awesome. But if there's one thing that all Google Workspacers have in common, it's the pivotal role that Google Workspace has played in getting us to where we are today. And although you started using Google Workspace right from the beginning, just kind of curious if there was one word that you could use to describe the impact that Google Workspace has made on your business, what would it be? You know, it's really interesting. I don't think of it as, as impact because I haven't thought about not having it. It's so second nature to have it that I haven't really thought about, you know, what would happen, you know, because of Google Workspace, we have this. I almost think of it as like a necessary first le like you need oxygen. <laughs> you need, you know, like, I don't know what we would do if we didn't have, you know, things like Gmail or Google Drive or all these different tools. Like to me, that's kind of like you incorporate your company. <laughs> then you use those things. You can't really have a company if you don't incorporate, like without those tools. I mean, th those are kind of like your base layers. 
so I kind of think of it as uh, as that very essential layer. I love that. That and a bank account, right? Yeah. Incorporate bank account, Google Workspace, and you're all set, right? Well, I mean, we have to add fellow to the list, but yeah, all those <laughs> things together. Yeah. I love that. So, but what was it that, I mean, maybe not when you started fellow, but when you started your previous companies and you first, you know, you incorporated and then you thought, okay, well, now I need to run my business. What am I going to use for that? What was it that made you decide that Google Workspace, or probably back then it was called G Suite, was the right solution for you and for your people? Yeah, I think like we we all got, you know, it just goes back to when Gmail was first introduced, you know, like I, that that's when I was first exposed to, to email and our email from Google rather. So obviously there were email products before Gmail, but like Gmail came out with a, with a splash. And I think I forget what it was, but at the time they offered an insane amount of storage. And uh, that, that was kind of what lured uh, myself and my brother at the time when that came out into using Gmail. And then once we started using Gmail, then we just got, you know, like it just, we wouldn't use any other email provider. And so really that that's kind of been like the hook to bring us in. So, you know, today you have to have a website. I think, you know, as soon as you register your domain, like the next thing that you want to do is make sure that like you're not like you're sending emails from your domain name. So it's at fellow.app versus, you know, a generic email like at gmail.com. It looks more professional. It advertises your website. So that's why I say the base layers, like that's one of the first things that you want to do. And it just like raises the level of professionalism. So uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how we thought about it. We registered the domain name, obviously have to have branded email. And so, and, and we, we had been using Gmail. So it just makes sense to, you know, use the same platform and this, just use it with your own domain name. Yeah, and you mentioned back there storage, which is is really key because if I think back to the pivotal moments in my journey when I was working for a large corporation that wasn't using Gmail, and I remember perpetually being constrained by the size of my mailbox. Uh, I believe it was a Microsoft Exchange mailbox of, of some sort, and I would constantly be running into these scenarios where I was, I would go to send a message and I would get an error message back saying, I'm sorry, mailbox is full. And of course, the message that I'm trying to send at the time is <laughs> extremely urgent. And so here I am frantically looking for messages that I can delete from, you know, my sent box and just to get this urgent email going out. And I, I remember when Gmail first launched, that storage, I think it was some ridiculous number, like 15 gigabytes of storage or something like that, which back then was crazy. Um, and uh, that was available for free. And that's really what inspired a lot of people to start looking towards Gmail, not just for personal use, but also for uh, business use. So now I'm curious about how it's impacted your people. So as you're recruiting more people to work for fellow.app or maybe some of your previous business, it's inevitable that some of those people coming in 
are experienced with Google products like Gmail and some of them are not. How have you handled that? So handled people who are not experienced with Google products? Yeah. Um, so as, as employees or as customers? As employees. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we don't really think about it. It is, again, like Gmail is such a, um, it's just like a well-adopted platform that it's, uh, you know, most people, I would say like most people who um, have tried it. Uh, and so like typically there isn't very much to teach people. Actually, I can't think of a time where we've hired someone and we've had to teach them how to use the product. Like it's, I mean, you know, it's obviously quite intuitive and, and everything is kind of like baked into each other. So you obviously have email and then, you know, calendar is, is baked right in. It, it's very easily accessible. And, and then e even things like drive, like those are all baked right in too. And you can add any attachments to your drive. Uh, so yeah, it all it all just like perfectly works together. And 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 there's some you know really cool shortcuts. Uh, I don't know if people have tried this, but just in your browser URL to do something like type sheets.new or docs.new, and then that'll create like a new Google Doc or a new spreadsheet. So I think. Yeah, in general, it's not a thing that we think about. And I can't think of a time where someone has asked us how, how can I get, how can I learn how to use this product? Yeah, I think that's really insightful because something that we hear time and time again from employers who are recruiting people um, and looking for talent, particularly technology, particularly technology talent, where people are experienced in the various tools and apps that drive business today. More and more often, they tell me things like, when I look at the email address on somebody's resume, I notice that every single one coming in nowadays is at gmail.com, whereas it used to be at hotmail.com or yahoo.ca or something else other than that. But now, Everything comes in with gmail.com and so that when they arrive in my as an employee, they already know how to use the tools because they were already using them for their personal email to write their resume and docs perhaps or store all of their files in Drive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's exactly what you said. I think like most people are, are, are used to it. And I think like the the pathway to, to get on Google Workspace is, is exactly that which is, you know, you get a domain name because you're going to have a website. You can even register your website with Google. As a matter of fact, I'm 99% sure that we, when we registered the domain name fellow.app, I believe we use Google services to register that. So, and it just made it easy to register the domain, set up the, uh, set up the email service right afterwards. And then just a bunch of other things, um, you know, th that are just baked in. I, I think like the calendar product is great. Like it obviously runs our day, but we do a bunch of really interesting things with it. So for example, at your company, uh, everybody has, like all of us have a public calendar. So you can see what I'm doing at any point in time. I can see what you're doing at any point in time. 
And it's not that we snoop on each other or anything like that. It's more that when we want to book meetings, we look at other people's calendars and see when they're available and when they're not. And uh, the Google Calendar thing makes it really easy for us to book times where everybody is available. And there's all sorts of functions such as say that someone wants to move a meeting, they, they can propose a new time where that meeting should be held. But I think it's just because all of us are working at the same company and because we're all using the same calendar, it just knows things and can suggest times and, and just makes the coordination and scheduling so much faster and better. Yeah, and I think that's what comes with a an integrated workspace or an integrated, I guess, solution, you could say, like Google Workspace. Whereas, of course, there's different places where you can get access to drive storage. There's different solutions for that. There's different solutions for online meetings out there. There's different solutions for emails and calendars and things like that. But by bringing it all together into one place, it just simplifies things because those apps, they can they can talk to each other and they can make intelligent suggestions to you, right? That wouldn't be possible if they were broken up into disparate apps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It, 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 it's the, the thing about having everything all together that, that really makes the difference. So I guess with every transformation also comes challenges. You've mentioned some of the benefits of Google Workspace and some of the unique ways in which you use it at Fellow and, and your previous companies maybe as well. Um, but I'm interested in diving into one of the challenges that you've faced with Google Workspace. Maybe as you were implementing it in the first place, or maybe as you were using it for quite some time, but ran into some sort of a limitation that you had to find a way to work around. What was it that happened? What challenge did you run into? And what did it mean for your business? I can't really, to be very honest, I can't really think of a challenge that we've had. Uh, yeah, like I, I know that that may seem strange, but you know, to us, it, it just, it, it makes sense. It's easy to use. Um, it delivers a lot of value. So I can't say that we've had any challenges and it's just, it's just a core part of our business. Yeah. I think that's, uh, first of all, it's awesome to hear, right? <laughs> um, you know, there's challenges are inevitable in business, but you know, I think that in the beginning, the fact that you chose Google workspace from the beginning and you built your business around it, you never really had any other expectations outside of the reality of what Google Workspace was able to deliver. And of course, we know that Google Workspace is constantly adding new features. I mean, if you think back to using other solutions like I have in the past, you probably recall um, receiving a, an update every three years or five years with a different version of the app that provided some new functionality. But with Google Workspace, those new features are being added literally weekly, sometimes daily, right? And so, you know, the fact that you implemented it in the beginning and were able to adapt your business to it right from the outset and then kind of learn and grow as that functionality expands um, really is quite impressive. Yeah, I, I love that the, they're always adding uh, features, but also there's there's also 
a lab section and I, and I like that you can test some of the features and functionality before uh, it's actually available. Uh, that, well, I mean, before it's actually available for everyone, you can kind of get a, a preview that way. So that definitely is uh, something that I use and, and I'm definitely using some of the features that are not, you know, basically defaults uh, on the software yet. And yeah, and then it's kind of like worked in, right? So for example, even basic things like having group email addresses. So we have one for that's w with everyone at the company and it's this alias and you can send, you can basically send an email to that address and it'll send it to everybody at the company. But we also have different aliases or group email addresses for different portions of the company. And it, it, it's all those things, you know, we don't really think about it because they're just so baked into the way that we operate. Uh, but, you know, the, those are all functions that Google Workspace offers that allows us to do all of those things. Yeah, and you mentioned the labs feature, which, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're probably talking about labs in Gmail, right? Yes. Yeah, so for people who aren't aware of what the labs feature is, if you go to your Gmail settings, way over on the right-hand side in the tabs that appear at the top, you'll see something called labs. And uh, Aidan mentioned that uh, there's some features in there that aren't available sort of by default yet, right? Um, and, uh, you know, some of those, an example of some of those might be uh, the ability to see a reading pane where you can preview your message before you open it. Or uh, another one that I think is in there right now is auto advance. So if you're working your way through the messages in your Gmail inbox, it will automatically go to the next message after you've deleted or replied or archived the one that you were reading previously. And there's some other neat things in there. So... I really encourage any of the Google Workspacers out there listening, if they're curious about what else Gmail can do that may not be in the main sort of interface, then uh, they can dive into the lab section and uh, see what else Google has to offer there. Yeah, and it's it's really cool that you are testing these things and you're, you know, just through that lab section, I know that there's probably some someone studying how many people prefer these labs features over other ones. And that probably informs some of the decisions around what to make generally available and on by default for everybody else. And so it's just nice to see that innovation. Uh, it's nice to see uh, all the things that are being you know worked on. I mean, one of my favorite features that's very recent was just within uh, the product as you're composing an email. Now there is autocomplete that very often will even suggest, like, get exactly right the sentence that you wanted to type. So it even saves you from typing that extra little bit. So that's just one example. Uh, there's obviously many examples of, of those sorts of things. But what's nice is that there's always these these pleasant surprises around other things that really help you communicate and run your company without having to worry about the basics. Right. And I, I love the uh, smart suggestions that it makes. Um, really does save me some keystrokes. And, um, you know, lately Google's been adding a lot of features that um, have been cutting even more keystrokes, right? Because the last time that we can spend 
um, typing things out manually, the quicker we can get on to the next uh, task on our list and um, maybe even make it to our meeting on time, right? So I love how you know you characterize that kind of one from one software developer to another, recognizing that sometimes you just need to put things out there, watch how people use them, measure how often people use them, and that'll give you some clues as to where you should dedicate your limited resources for further development, right? That's probably something that you do right now at Fellow as well. Yeah, definitely. Like we're we're always testing uh, new things. We're always A/B testing new functions that are coming out. We're always, you know, giving a preview to our customers of, of future releases before uh, before we make we expose them to everybody. So yeah, there, there's a lot of those things, and uh, uh, it, it's just like the software developer way. I mean, one of my favorite things um, is when car companies are now becoming uh, software shops. So I, I'm like a big Tesla fan and have owned a Tesla for a long time, and it's it's the same thing with, with their cars as well. They're always testing new features, and uh, every Every now and then I wake up and, and my car does new things. And I love that. Yeah, it's so awesome to see the pace of innovation. And by putting things in the cloud, and of course, fellow.app is very much a cloud-based application as well. It gives you that sort of real-time insight into being able to measure how the users are actually using your product. And without that it can be very difficult to make sure that you're putting those development resources into the right areas, right? And, um, you know, I just want to take it back to Fellow and talk a little bit more about maybe what you're most excited about at Fellow or in your business in general right now. So what's going on that you're excited about? Uh, There's always a lot to be excited about. We are launching... Uh, new features all the time. Uh, we just uh, finished launching Fellows uh, Winter 2021 update, uh, where we introduced a, a bunch of new functionality to help con- continue to make it so that more people have effective meetings. Uh, for example, one of the interesting things that we we just launched as as part of that is this uh, ability for an organization. So if you use Fellow across a bunch of people in your company or across the whole company, you now have what we like to call um, meeting intelligence or meeting analytics. And so you could actually take a top-down view and, for example, find out that in your company, what percentage of people are having one-on-ones. And not only that, but you could also drill down and say, well, our marketing team is having like 80% of the people are doing their one-on-ones on a regular cadence, but our sales team is at 99%. And just having like that level of intelligence across the board, uh, but also on things like the effectiveness of, of different meetings and also striving for as an organization, like how can we make better our meeting etiquette uh, so that over the course of time, like that number continues to rise and your meeting IQ continues to rise. Uh, those are some of the things that we're, that, that we've launched and, and there'll be a lot more of this year. We really want to 
kind of own this space of providing meeting intelligence for organizations. And uh, we're going to unveil a bunch of really cool things around that realm. You know, all of those things that you mentioned around insights into how often people and teams are meeting and kind of attempting to measure the quality of those meetings has got to be really key, especially right now where we are in a pandemic with people meeting not together in the same room, but across different cities, time zones, you know, virtually. Uh, it's got to be even more important to make sure that we are delivering high quality, productive meetings and um, being able to move our business forward in a way that is uh, engaging and delightful to all of the participants of each of those meetings. Yeah, this is the stuff. I mean, I mean like you said, there's something about like now is the time. Uh, to really tackle this. And and part of that is because everybody is working from home and, or a lot of people are like those who are fortunate enough to a, be able to do it in the first place, but because there's this new paradigm and, and there's this new environment and it used to be that we used to excuse poor meetings because there was a social aspect to it. So we'd be sitting next to each other and the meeting might've been a waste of time, but Maybe we had a laugh and, you know, we sat next to each other and there was some social element. But now that like a lot of that has gone away and the everything has to become so purposeful. And so people are actually doing more meetings and not less. And so as a result of that, the, the, the bar is just so much higher on making sure that the meetings that you do have are effective. They do have that you you do promote great meeting etiquette. And the fact of the matter is that for managers, they literally spend most of their day in meetings. And so this is, if, if you had something where you spent most of your time doing that one thing, it makes all the sense in the world to, to make sure that, that you're doing it really, really well. Yeah, I mean, we've all heard of meet fatigue or Zoom fatigue or, you know, pick your pick your video meeting application fatigue and you know that comes that sort of arises from that you know repeated back to back meeting all day long and i think you're absolutely right people are meeting more often because since we're all meeting since we're all working from home you know there's this sort of tendency to believe that okay well since we're in separate places we need to meet more often in order to make sure that we're all on the same page and everybody knows what's going on. And that may or may not be true, but whatever meetings we do hold, we need to make sure that they are productive ones and that people are getting some getting value out of them, right? Yeah, I mean that that that's a thing. Like meetings don't like meetings can you can actually walk away from a meeting and say, "Wow, that was amazing." Uh, and actually walk away energized and motivated and felt like you've actually moved work forward. And and that's our goal. Our, our goal is basically to try and help make every meeting worth showing up to. I love that, Aiden. But now it's time to crack open your Google Workspace Toolkit and share your favorite tools with our audience. Are you ready? Sure, let's do it. So what's the number one Google Workspace productivity hack that you use every day? Yeah, I would just say, and I kind of hinted at it earlier, but just 
good, like opening up my Google Chrome browser, which is probably not a workspace product, but uh, obviously I use Google's uh, Chrome browser and just typing in docs.new and then having that open up Google, uh, a fresh Google doc. Um, and then just doing that very quickly. I love that shortcut. It's, uh, I use that and I use sheets.new for a new spreadsheet. And, and I do that almost every day. Do you use calendar.new or cal.new? No, I didn't know about that one. Does it, what does that do? Let me try it right now. <laughs> Creates a new calendar event. Oh, cool. I did not know that. See, that's cool. There you go. You got one more. So what outdated concept of work did Google Workspace make most obsolete for you? At least for like internal booking of meetings, uh, just understanding, you know, when people are available, like that has gone away. Like we don't exchange emails or call each other to say, hey, when are you available? We just we just book our meetings and Google provides the tools for us to know when people are available and everybody's just, you know, up to date uh, on on where that is. And, and we all just have like a really good sense of what each person is doing or what meetings they're in. And, uh, you know, all of that is possible. And, and it, it didn't used to be the case because I remember like a decade ago, uh, this, this was not the case. But th- those are some of the concepts that are no longer applicable because of Google Workspace. Yeah, I can certainly appreciate that. Having spent many hours going back and forth with people about what times they're available and what times I'm available and trying to find that, you know, perfect date and time. And Google Workspace, I mean, the calendar just makes it so much easier. So we all hear about applications like Gmail and Drive all the time. But what unsung hero of Google Workspace do you depend on that you think deserves a little bit more praise? Um, I would say I, I I also really like uh, I I also really like Google Meet. Uh, so uh, definitely it's uh, it's nice and integrated for like with our calendar, and it's whenever I, I create a meeting, it'll even automatically suggests that I add the Google Meet link. And so the fact that that's integrated, that also actually goes goes a long way. There's also Google Forms. Uh, that's a thing that, again, like from like a daily use case, I don't use Google Forms on a daily basis. Uh, but every now and then, uh, what we do need to do a forum or a survey or, or something simple. I, I like that how easy it is to create like a forum or a survey and then send it to people internally or even sometimes for external things. And I like that it's automatically connected to Google Sheets. So all your survey responses show up there. So yeah, that's probably one of the unsung heroes, but there's a lot of things, right? I'm just like looking at the list of all the different apps that exist. And I don't know that like this it counts as part of Google Workspace, but uh, obviously Google Ads is a, is another big one. Uh, Google Maps is another big one. Hey, all of these, I don't know, do those count as uh, Google Workspace? Technically not, but you know what? It's incredible to hear how other businesses have gone well beyond 
uh, the standard apps in Workspace. And of course, because they're all Google apps, they all they fit better together and work well together, right? Yeah, exactly. And and sometimes it's hard to distinguish. But I mean, I use so many Google product products. Uh, also, Google Photos, Google News, Google Finance. I mean. <laughs> It's just, there's so many. It's hard to say what's workspace and what isn't, but yeah, I mean, all of them are awesome. And by the way, forms.new and meet.new, you can add those two to your list. Ah, very nice. So what feature is your most recent Google Workspace find? Um, my most recent find... That, I mean, other than the, the ones that you just taught me about, the um, that's a Google Workspace one. I don't know off the top of my head, but one thing that I would say that I use like a power user is Google's uh, Gmail's filtering system. I just like it's it's. I, I don't know how many filters I might have. I might have maybe two to three hundred filters. Which I don't, I, I, I would imagine is probably not common, but the, but I have a lot and it's, uh, and I'm always impressed at how fast it is that I can have so many filters and so many automated rules that even when I get an email, it's still instant and go, you know, all these rules get parsed and I still get my emails all instantly and it's, it's doing the right thing for all of them. Uh, I find that to be something that I'm, I'm always impressed with. So Gmail filters is one of my absolute favorite features because you're right. It just, it's crazy how powerful it is and how well it works. So I'm just kind of curious, what's one of the most unique ways in which you use Gmail filters to enhance your productivity in your inbox? Um, it, it it's more around just getting like different types of messages. Like I do want to get a bunch of messages, uh, and my email is kind of, you know as as one of the business owners, my email tends to be like the catch all for a lot of things, and so there are, for example, notification messages that I I want to receive, but I don't want to receive them at like the second that they come in. And I might have a workflow, which is, you know, check these types of emails once a week, check these other ones once a month. Um, and so all of those things are, are possible. So I'll have, you know, if an email is received at, at this address or it's from this uh, person or the subject line has this, I'll put that in a, in a particular category and I'll just remember to check it whenever. Uh, actually, another thing I absolutely love, I used to have, have to use a separate tool for this. Uh, it's just like this ability to uh, snooze an email for for some period of time and bring it back. Yeah. But also ske scheduling emails for the future is amazing. Sometimes if I do some work on the weekend, but I don't really want to send an email to someone at the company, to someone at Fellow on the weekend, so I'll just schedule it for Monday at 8 a.m. And, and so that way I can do work because I choose to, but I also don't have to disturb other people on their weekend. Um, and, and I could schedule that way. I think that's awesome too. Yeah. You know, I met one person one time who schedules happy birthday emails to people based on <laughs> his calendar. So he never forgets. Right. And you know, I, 
you know, I typically think of scheduling emails in the same way that you do, like, hey, it's the weekend or it's late at night. And, you know, I don't want the other person to feel pressured that they have to respond. And so I'm going to schedule this for Monday morning. I typically used it that way, too. But I thought that's brilliant. You'll never forget anybody's birthday again, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, that is super smart. So what's one thing that's on your Google Workspace wish list, a feature that you wish Google would implement right away? That's a good question. I don't, you know, it's it's funny. Like I generally have feature requests for pretty much every product. And it's so funny that I don't actually have one for uh, Google Workspace stuff. Um, I would say that for, for Google Meet, and, and I'm sure they're, they're working on this, but you know, I, I just think about Fellow. So we have a Google Meet integration, but our Google Meet integration is through using a Google Chrome extension. So we have to get our users to uh, use a Google Chrome extension so that they can integrate Fellow with Google Meet. And the way it works is, so once you open up a Google Meet, uh, Fellow shows up side by side. And so you can have your meeting and, and take notes and, and have your agenda right there. But it's annoying that we have to do that through a Google Chrome extension. It feels like a, a hacky way to do it. Whereas I, I really hope that Google eventually allows for people to build on top of Meet and to, to build uh, a platform so that we can, we can officially build an app and, and that eventually, just like you can build apps for uh, for Google in general, you can have an app marketplace. It, and that's how we integrate with Google Calendar. But I wish that eventually we'll, we'll get there for Google Meet as well. That that would be something that I think would be really cool and, and also just allow more people to innovate on top of that that base layer that Google is creating. Yeah, you know, I can totally appreciate that because to ensure that your customers are using, first of all, using Chrome browser, but then second of all, integrate, then second of all, installing that extension in order to be able to use the integration between Meet and Fellow, those are just extra steps, right? That not everybody's necessarily going to do. And one of the uh, big things that I've seen Google working on this past year and something that I believe that they'll continue to do is expand upon the add-ons feature, right? So you've probably seen add-ons in your Gmail inbox where over on the right-hand side, there's a little bar there where you can view your calendar or you can add other third-party applications that are integrated with Gmail, but that hasn't made its way over to Meet yet, right? And I think that Google will continue to roll out that add-ons feature and make it available in more of the apps. Like for example, just a couple of weeks ago, we saw it announced that add-ons is coming to Google Classroom, which educational institutions use. And I would love to see it on Meet as well. And that could be the thing that you're waiting for to make it just so much easier for your users to benefit from everything that Fellow has to offer at the same time as everything that Meet has to offer. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that would be great. So I love that, Aiden. And thank you very much for sharing your insights and experiences with us today. Our audience can find the links to all of the resources that you shared, including Philo.app, of course, 
on your show notes page at risedigital.tech slash Aiden dash So right now, business owners and technology leaders are listening to this and they're super inspired by all the stories that you've shared. So I want you to tell them where they can connect with you, then leave them with the number one thing you want them to take away from your Google Workspace experience to help them get one step closer to the digital culture that you've cultivated at Fellow. Take it away. Yeah, so I'm relatively easy to find on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is probably uh, the best place. My username is, my my handle is just at Aiden, A-Y-D-I-N. I was early on the Twitter bandwagon and was able to secure my first name, which which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, in terms of Google Workspace, I mean, uh, I think like there's a lot of advantages, but it's one of those things where even if you're one employee, and like it makes sense to to use Google Workspace, and if you're you know ten thousand employees, you could still use Google Workspace. So it's something that's going to scale with you. Uh, and it's going to be the sort of thing that once you start using, it's an ever-developing platform. It doesn't stagnate, so there's always new features. And I know that Google's culture is just to test everything, so they're constantly testing on how to make your workflows more efficient. Uh, and so the product just keeps getting better over time. And again, like for me, just like on the scheduling for Google Calendar, I think on that feature alone, it's worth it. So you can just save all the back and forth of figuring out who's available and and what time you should meet. So I got to tell you, I appreciate so much you coming on the show today. And like I said before, everybody who's listening can find the notes on everything that we've talked about at risedigital.tech slash Aiden dash So Aiden, thank you very much for investing your time and experience with us today. All right. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of Google Workspacers. If you liked this episode, be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. You can also visit our website at risedigital.tech where you can check out past episodes and contact us if you've got a story of Google Workspace transformation you want to share. Of course, if you want to connect with me directly, I'm at Christian Newman on LinkedIn. And if you have a question about Google Workspace or any feedback or ideas to help us improve the show, please send us an email at podcast at risedigital.tech. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Google Workspacers.